inside of a zoo, inside of the Bronx Zoo, they put a mirror in there to teach people that you are the animal and not these other animals. Welcome back to the Statues Podcast. For today's episode, it's going to be a solo episode. I kind of wanted to bring something up that I saw on Facebook uh, yesterday night. As I was scrolling through Facebook, there was a picture that caught my attention, and the caption to that picture was something that really resonated with me. The picture and the caption of it was of this man that was just staring into a mirror. And at first, I didn't understand why the picture was kind of just like that. But after reading the caption, it did make a lot of sense. So the caption says... In 1963, the Bronx Zoo had an exhibit called the most dangerous animal in the world. It was a mirror. So just think about that for a second, because that was in a zoo in 1963. And in 2021, it still has so much relevance to everything that is going on in the world and everything that people are kind of going through daily, being taught daily. There's so much negativity in the world that it clouds over the positivity that it, that exists. In the entertainment industry, I get it. There are things that people aren't going to like and there are things that people are going to like. Everything is kind of just, it's very opinion-based. And that goes with the world too is, you know, there are going to be things that you don't like that other people do like. But to constantly share your negative opinions and not think about the repercussions of what you say and what you do it's a very dangerous game to be playing. You know, just as simple as, you know, that being in 1963 and looking into a mirror, saying to people, you know, that's the most dangerous animal in the world. It has so much relevance because as much as we are human, we are more animal than we are humans. We pick on the weak. When people fear is when a lot more negativity is brought out to the surface. I think this relates with our current times now with BLM and, and Asian hate going on, is that with fear comes a lot of hatred. With hatred comes a lot of negativity. And with negativity, it's something that, it, it's a constant cycle that cycles through someone's life. And it, it continues to teach people, continues to show people it's okay to be this way. It's okay to be animalistic. It's okay to throw your negative thoughts at someone and not think about what you're saying and what you're doing. When I first saw that post, what shocked me was the relevance that it had in 2021, but being, but being captioned, you know, in a zoo in, 19, in 1963. How much time has come between that time and our time, and yet it shares so much relevance. It shares, it's as if the world had never changed we as people, we develop and we have this beautiful mind that we do, but the world hasn't changed. It still makes us animals. It makes us vicious. It makes us hate. The other day, you know, I was going through, I was going through some YouTube videos and there are artists that I like and there are some artists that I don't, but I'm not going to go and I'm not going to post in the comment section that, oh, you, you fucking suck. There are people that love that kind of music and, and that artist, them being able to even put out music, I applaud them for that because it takes courage. It takes a lot of strength to be able to put your own work out into the world. But looking in the comment section, you have 
kids and you have people that constantly berate these artists. And it goes right back to that picture that I saw on Facebook is like, look, humans are the worst animals. Opinions are opinions, but not every opinion needs to be put out there for the world. Sometimes you need to think about what you're saying. Sometimes you need to think about what you're doing before you go ahead and do something. There are consequences to everything that you do and everything that you say. You might not think about it, but these artists, they're not as strong as everyone makes them out to be. They're doing what they love and, and they have the, the guts and, and, and the bravery to be able to do it. And yet you sit behind a keyboard and you can type out whatever you want, but you don't think about showing them an ounce of support. I, I've never understood why there's so much hate why there's so much negativity that goes around in the world, why humans cannot understand their own flaws. Growing up, I had no clue about how big the world was going to be or, or how big it was at, at that time. But as I got older and I started to experience things, I, I started to see another side to the world that made me very fearful of it, made me very fearful of even considering this career choice something that I wanted to do. People are so negative and people are so angry, but they're not willing to take the time to just self-reflect and ask themselves why. Why are you angry? Is it because of the person that you're going to say negative things to? Because if it's not, there's no need to push that anger to someone else. There's no need to push that negativity to them. They're doing the best that they can with what they have and what they want constructive criticism you know i'm all up for constructive criticism and i i wholeheartedly believe in constructive criticism it's the only way humans will learn without constructive criticism humans will fall into a cycle that eventually gets very hard to come out of but constructive criticism and pure negativity are two very different things saying that an artist sucks is not constructive criticism saying that an entire race of people is a certain way is not an excuse for your sorry life, your your pathetic excuses that come when you're caught. Now that social media has been taken to a point where it's become a weapon, people can find you, people will out you. Only when you're outed do you truly think about your actions then. You're sorry, you know? But you're sorry because you got caught. You're not sorry because of what you said. Humans are animals and the nastiest of the animals. The only difference between them and us is that we have the function to be able to speak with each other. We just choose not to. You choose to speak with hate and negativity. You choose to speak out of spite without trying to understand one another. I grew up in a community that was very diverse. And because of it, I grew up understanding a lot about different communities and different religions and different different types of people. This helped me grow up to appreciate the, the people that I was around. And even with my mistakes in life, I grew to become a better person and to be more understanding of these people and the way they talk or the way they are. But there are some people out there that constantly braid because they have nothing else to do. Growing up, I grew up 
in a very traditional Asian household. And to us, the one thing that was preached to us since the very beginning was family is all you ever need. Family is your number one. And I wholeheartedly do believe that, that family is all you need. Family is all you will ever need. But family doesn't have to be blood. You can create that. But you can't create family if all you're constantly doing and thinking about is the negative aspects of every human that walks past you. You're going to be able to vibe with some people and you're not going to like some people that come across. But that doesn't mean that you don't give them a chance or or you go and you say certain things that one day, you know, you are going to regret or you're going to think back and say to yourself that, you know, I'm, I'm such an asshole for ever thinking that or ever doing that. I'm not an expert and far from, you know, far from it. I'm not, I'm, I'm far from perfect. I've made my fair share of mistakes. I'm still learning from my mistakes and I'm still trying to understand people but it gets harder to understand people when you look at certain things like that post 1963 to 2021 that is a lot of time and yet nothing has changed i was watching something yesterday and they said you know their parents fought a war only to come to these countries for salvation and for for peace but only to come here and fight another war. And it made me think, like, the person said, you know, sometimes she thought about it, was it worth it? And it made me think that if you think about it, our immigrant parents, they come from a war-torn country to come to another country like Canada or the United States and try to build a new life, only to have to teach their children how to fight a whole new war. So that they could teach their kids to fight another war. And their kids have to teach their kids how to fight another war. It's a constant cycle of fighting a war. The wars might not be the same. But if you think about it, we are fighting a war. We are fighting this whole new definition of humanity. This whole new definition of peace, of unity. And it's scary to think that, you know, like I'm 28 and I'm thinking about wanting kids. And the one thing that stops me from wanting kids is to think that my kids will be born in a world that could be worse than the one that I live in right now. To think that the world that I live in right now at 28 makes me fear for my parents. And if I were to have kids, I would have to fear for my parents and fear for my kid. That thought there... It makes me wonder why humans couldn't just get along and why humans couldn't just love each other so that we could all live in a peaceful world. We could all live in a peaceful environment so that we could, you know, as they say, each one and teach one. I I was born and raised here in Canada, and this is my country too. This is my home. But to hear my parents, I have immigrant parents, but... You know, they're a lot more modernized than most immigrant parents. But even my even my own dad talks a lot about back home. And to me, to think that an immigrant parent talking about back home makes him feel comforted, makes me think that Canada and the people in it and the people around us haven't done their job to make us feel at home. Think about think about this picture inside of a zoo. Inside of the Bronx Zoo, they put a mirror in there to teach people that you are the animal. And not these other animals, you know, you got lions, tigers, elephants, giraffes, but you are the animal. 
Not the other ones. They live their peaceful lives, whatever. But we as humans, we are the most dangerous kind of animals that exist. We are so dangerous because we have the understanding that we can think and we can say, but people don't think about what they're thinking or think about what they're saying. And they would rather just say it and walk away and think everything was going to be okay. It's a topic that, you know, that yes, it, it's, it's a little heavy and with the times, it, it's a little difficult. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this was because, yes, everything around, everything going on in the world and everything going on in our countries here, it's now being brought up to light. But I saw something. I saw something the other day, and it was um, it was an interview with Morgan Freeman. And this one taught me a lot, too, was the interviewer asked Morgan Freeman, do you like Black History Month? And Morgan Freeman said, no, he hated it. And I never understood why. And then he said, because America is a part of Black History, but you designate one month for us to celebrate Black History. It makes you think that, you know, us celebrating Black History Month, we, we should be proud of it. We're taught to be proud of such things, you know. But when Morgan Freeman put it in that perspective, it made me realize that maybe we're conditioned to think like that. You know, he says in the interview, I don't know for sure, but in the interview, he did say something along the lines like, if you want to stop racism or you want to stop certain things, stop talking about it. He said to the interviewer, do I refer to you as a white man or do I refer to you as John? Do you refer to me as a black man or do you refer to me as Morgan Freeman? And that is true. I will 100% agree with that. The divide between culture, the divide between religion, and the divide between humans is because we put that divide between humans, between other people, between us. We are so proud to stand up and say Asian pride. We are so proud to stand up and say all this kind of stuff. But sometimes I think... We need to learn from people like Morgan Freeman. We need to learn from our elders these valuable lessons that maybe we ourselves cannot understand. With how hectic everything is in our current time and how hectic time is, period, it becomes exhausting to wake up and think about what more wrong could happen today. It's not an easy thing to be thinking about, and it's not something that I want people to think about, but just like how Morgan Freeman said it, you know, like I've been in this industry for so long and I've been through that part of this industry, the discrimination part of this industry where because I'm an Asian, people won't give me the opportunity like other people. And so I've had to build my own opportunities and I've had to, I've had to continuously fight for what I believe in. Only to have people look down on me and say, you have nothing because you are nothing. It's a sad world when we put our own content out into the world and people are willing to say you suck or say you aren't good at what you do, but not in a constructive way. If you had said that in a constructive way, I wouldn't have mind. But the way you're saying it is so condescending as if you or the best at, at what you do. I've had so many people come to me asking for an opportunity, but when given that opportunity and I asked them for a demo and I asked them for all this and 
I, I get it and I listen to it and, and all I hear from these kids is, oh, you know, this is fire and, and you know, I'm the best in my generation. It doesn't help when I listen to it and you're not willing to take that constructive criticism. And immediately you come back and you you say, oh, you know, like you suck and, and you're not good at what you do. And you're not you're not anything at all. And yet you were the one that came to me first. This happens every day. I was watching something and there was a black content creator. I don't want to say black content creator, but I have to because it'll put this into context. He was saying that other black content creators are now saying uh, fuck Asians because when the BLM thing was happening, Asians weren't by our side. But now that Asians are going through this, why should we be on their side? And he was saying that it's not about them being on our side and it's not about us being on their side. It's about us being humans and protecting each other that right there he still got backlash for it but how how do you have backlash for something that makes sense something that is just human if you were to just think about it you know like he's not wrong we are all human we should all protect each other you know i I live in a community that is very diverse we have kids playing outside every day and it makes me happy when i see something like that But it makes me happy. That moment that I realize that I'm happy when I see that is also the moment I realize that that's how fucked up the world is, that I have to be happy to see that. Because when I was a kid, that thing was a normal thing to be able to play with my neighbors, to be able to play with the kids in the community. That was a normal thing. But now I have to be happy to see that is so fucked up. And it's something that I hope changes in people. And I I hope that people start to understand I wanted to shine light on this topic because it's something that I'm not very vocal about, but because this is my platform and this is something that I truly do believe in, that I will share it here on my own platform and hope that, you know, those that listen and and those that stumble upon this do take away something. I hope that at the end of this episode, the one thing that is taken away is the understanding that we as humans are just as worse as the most vicious animals in the world and that we can continue to change that by being more positive and more kind to our neighbors be kind to be kind to the people that you come across i value the smiles that i get from random people because it's hard to see that nowadays and i and I try to help as many people as I can during my time that I'm, I'm still alive. You know, as someone that believes a lot in what I say and what I do, I've had a lot of people question, you know, like why I even give money to the homeless people. And something that, you know, I think only a handful of people understand and know about me is that I will give money to people that ask, but I will never ask why you need the money and where the money is going to. If you decide to use the money for something that that is for the wrong purpose, that's up to you. You'll be the one coming to beg for more money from someone else. But the reason why I do is because I'm human, you're human. When I needed it, no one gave it to me. And, may, and maybe it was my pride of not asking people. When I couldn't ask people, it hurt me a lot too to think that I was going to die I had the, I couldn't I couldn't breathe I couldn't I was suffocating all the time 
and I try to give back to people and I try to give back to these people that, that need it, that are dying, that are suffocating. And whether, whether they use that for the good and whether they use that for the bad, that's up to them. I'm not heavily religious, but I will always say that I did my part the way a higher power would have wanted it, the way God would have wanted it. Now it's their turn to do their part. And if they don't, God will give them another chance. But I did my part and I will continue to do my part so that I can continue to grow and continue to learn, continue to understand why people are the way they are. There's a lot of things that have happened to me in, during my lifetime and I could, I could continue to stay angry and I could continue to be very spiteful. But if I did so, what good would it do for my family? What good does it do for me? It does no good. It's something that would scare me, if anything, to think that I am a negative person and the negative that I have always tried to avoid in my life, I became that. So that's why I, I try to do the best I can with what I have and what little I have. I don't mind living in a very cooped up home. I don't mind living in a small home. I don't mind not having the most brand new things because I'm able to share my wealth and share my happiness with the people that are around me, whether it be my friends or my family, whether it be total strangers. These are just viewpoints from me, me talking to me and hopefully me talking to you, allowing for you to understand another viewpoint on life and, and my perspective of things. I hope that this episode, you took away something very valuable and you were able to learn something. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in, even though it was a solo episode today. I hope I was able to entertain and teach you something. Please continue to look forward to what the Statues podcast has to bring and uh, we'll see you again.